We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 43 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Inch alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy and alive and uh, ready for the cold weather to kick in again. Um, yeah, it, it went, it was nice and cool. And then it went to 80s and it was just, yeah, I, I'm ready for the cool. Well, fingers crossed, my friend. I'm, I'm praying for you. I hope you get that snow. But unfortunately, today's not going to be the day. Uh, what well, I mean, maybe maybe you'll get some snow. Maybe you maybe you won't. I'm not sure. But before we get started today, uh, I would like to remind our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging platform for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclu exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product what you're hearing now, which Bruce and I just did, and a lot of that stuff will not make it. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and you can take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, Together, we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Now, are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. All right. Well, I suppose we should start with the obvious. Now, Bruce, you live down in the uh, down in the South and just so happens you uh, you live in an oil town. You know how often this happens. This happens all the time. It happens so often that you just you probably don't even notice it. This is from Shepherd, Texas today. Uh, we also passed by an area in Shepherd that appeared to us to be an area where parents were gathered uh, to possibly, uh, you know, get the kids that had been uh, forced to shelter in place from that daycare uh, center that was not too far from there. So we're still waiting again about 30 minutes. We're not going anywhere, obviously. As soon as anybody comes over to us to tell us what exactly is happening there, we will bring that to you live. But uh, we just want to very quickly set the scene. We just arrived here just a couple of minutes ago, guys. Yeah. Jeff, would you be able to show us, are there a bunch of fire personnel? Thank you so much for this. We're, you got here. They're so yes. fast. There fire personnel right there, I, I guess, waiting, staging. They're not going in at this point or, yes. or what's happening no. there? 
So from what I can tell, Jacob, the fire crews uh, that are at this command center are waiting on word to go in. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't any already there. It's just that right now they're waiting to go in. Yeah, they're waiting to go in there because they don't know if there's actually a fire or not at that uh, petroleum processing facility. Bruce, you know how often these fires happen? They just they you know, these places, they just spontaneously combust, you know, those those oil refineries. You can never be too careful with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have uh, a bunch of oil fields out here, uh, pumps, uh, tankers, all that kind of stuff. They just constantly go up. There's constant fire all the time. No. I have never seen a fire of an oil pump, of a a fuel tank, any of those um, in my um, time living here. And in fact, uh, the times that I was living in another state, uh, it still never happened per families, uh, you know, uh, local news and all that kind of stuff. No, it does not happen. It is so utterly rare. It's arson. It's possible that it was an accident, but my mind instantly goes to it's arson. Uh, for for these kind of things to happen this quickly, no, I I I think this is well. You have a porous border. Uh, you have um, terrorists coming across. You have criminals coming across. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, by the way, for those of you that are still kind of like, oh yeah, they're seeking amnesty. And uh, if you come across our border illegally, you are a criminal. Period. I don't care how good of a person you are from another country. I don't know how I don't care how good your standing is in that country. I don't care if you're multi-billionaire, but if you're not an American citizen and you come across the border illegally, you're illegal. That means you've broken the law. That means you're a criminal. So I just want to clarify that to make it clear that um, um, that we, we should be enforcing the law here and people that are coming across illegally, uh, you should be deported instantly. If you come across to the border and say, hey, we're seeking amnesty, go to another country's, uh, go to another country, you, you not, you, doesn't have to be your home country, but go to a, a, a nearby country, hit one of our embassies up and seek asylum there. Don't come to our border and try to get across. And I, I, I hope that uh, states are going to start standing up and protecting their own border because um, that that's their that that is literally part of their job. If the federal government fails to do their part, it is time for the states to take up literally take up arms if needed and defend their borders. Not to mention the fact that the state governors have control over the National Guards in each one of those states, and they can deploy them at their discretion. Don't tell me they can't do it because they seem to do it every single time there is a natural disaster because that's what they're for. Yeah. And it, not to um, you know get too far away from what we were talking about here, that the refinery fire. Well, that has uh, to do with the immigration, uh, the illegal yes. immigration, because yes. if you if you look at the stated goals of uh, things we've talked about, uh, like the guys out of the GRU, the uh, the Russian intelligence, military intelligence guys, that's part of what they do. They come in and they sabotage your critical infrastructure like that and they don't get caught. They are designed not to get caught. Remind me again, how many food processing plants have gone up in flames across the U.S. or the Western world, for that matter, in the last two years? No explanation, I don't think, for a single one of them. And how many of them are, how many of those that went up in flames were actually owned by Americans versus Chinese? Uh, Because that's one of the problems that we have here is like 80 some percent of our food production here in the United States is controlled by five companies. Like three of those companies are Chinese owned. So like um, but you, you guys don't think that's a problem at all. Like um, like the biggest what was it? Pork provider, I believe, here in the United States is Chinese. Yes. 
Yes, it's actually, I actually have the name of it because we talked about it before. It's called, it was formerly called uh, Xinhua Foods, but they changed it because it was controversial. Now it's called Smithfield Foods. You see how it has more of an American ring to it? Mm, yeah, yeah. It's Except I imagine there's producer. probably no one in that uh, employee named Smithfield. No, um, no. Yeah. I would bet that it would be more along the lines of Shenhua as opposed to Smithfield. Yes, I, I, I agree. So, so yeah, there we go. So that, there's a there's a refinery, you know, just those things, they just go up all the time. There's yeah, no explanation for it. Happens all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. Moving right along. So the uh, the Shepard Chemical Plant, yeah, yeah, so that's on fire. Yeah, that's gone on fire. Uh, Bruce, we talked about the IRS last week and how if we send aid to Israel, and I'm sure we can kind of segue at some point, get into the Israel and stuff, you know, Israel-Palestine. I got some things on that. We were talking last week, and you brought up the fact that we were going to be defunding the 80,000 IRS agents and putting that towards an arms shipment to Israel. I'm trying to do this with a straight face. And you, as you yes. can see, it's not working. Yes. <laughs> the well, treasure- that, that was that was proposed by the Speaker of the House, the new yes. current Speaker of the yes. House. Yes. Yeah, of course. The Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, you know, the woman who, is, who Marty calls Betty White, you know, the Betty White of banking, the woman who was eating mushrooms over in China before she went in there to the... Uh, to meet one of the premiers, yeah. She said today that if we cut funding to the IRS, this would hurt customer service goals. Yeah, see, this is, that sounds like um, communist speak, customer service goals. Uh, you mean kicking in people's doors and stealing their things. That, that's what I mean, you mean by customer service. Yes. When I think of customer service, I of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is the IRS. Yes, they have such great customer service. It is so great, in fact, you ask them, how much do I actually owe? They say, well, we can't tell you that. You're on your own. And then when you don't meet what they say you owe them, they kick your door in. Uh, Great That's customer, customer service. service. That is, that that is, is customer that is, service. Yeah, that, yes. that is exactly what you get. Um, I, I talked to some. I talked to somebody who actually had a problem. They were over a a charity, right? So uh, like a legitimate charity it wasn't one of these money laundering operations. It was a legitimate local charity, and of course it's five hundred one c three. So they have to go through the extra tax and and everything else. You know all that, that form. And a lot of people don't understand that if you are tax exempt in the United States, you actually have more work to do than if you were somebody that just went through the regular tax process. Well, this person who was over this charity had a problem with some of these tax forms. So they went to the actual IRS office, the local IRS office. They laid out everything in front of them and no one at that office could tell them anything, nothing. And so the person finally asked, well, what good are any of you? If you can't tell me what I need to do with any of these forms, well, then what are you here for? And they say, well, we're just here to provide the forms. <laughs> so there's your customer service. They ended up having mm-hmm. to get their congressman involved and they got it sorted out. The congressman's office had to sort it out for them. Yeah. So um, again, we should be defunding the entirety of the IRS, um, firing every single one of them. And I'm sure you're a great, wonderful individual that works at the IRS. You're literally working for criminals. I don't call it the International Robbery Service for no reason, because they will come after you overseas. Believe me, I'm a U.S. citizen overseas, and you don't get away from that iron grip, I assure you. So there are three IRS priorities that taxpayers need to know. Now, see, Bruce, they're going to tell us. They're, they're going to tell us here what this is going to entail. OK, so the first thing, mm-hmm. uh, expanded taxpayer service. OK, that's number one. 
Uh, that mm. includes a, a tremendous leap forward during the 2023 tax season by significantly reducing phone wait times. So you see, mm. they're, they're going to cut down on that time where you have to sit there and you have to listen to that flute that plays nothing. Oh, I see. So uh, and you, you're going to spend more time waiting for them to tell you to go F yourself, basically. Yeah. Well, see. Well, the good news is, is that they're trying to hit 85% of a service level goal here. So that means that it'll be five minutes or less for them to tell you to go screw yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am baffled. This, this, this absolutely baffles me. Um, this kind of fits in the IRS cause we're, we're kind of mentioning, you know, the taxes and all that kind of stuff. Cause it all fits in together. It baffles me that every election cycle, it seems like, um, or, you know, voting cycle, shall we say, not just elections. Anytime there's a ballot and there's something to do with tax increases, tax heights, or any of those things, people just sign off on it and say, yeah, yeah, we want more of that. Sure. They just do a benefit analysis instead of doing a cost benefit analysis. They don't include the cost. And then you get things that are uh, like in the case of um, uh, local areas, you get them providing you with a uh, local gym, right? Uh, owned by the city that uh, charge you half the rate of membership as any of the other local gyms that are privately owned, putting out putting out a business, all the privately owned gyms. And then um, you, you, you're, you're paying the taxes, you know, the bond that required to, to, to build the whole thing. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled by people. Um, you continually vote for more taxes, complain about taxes, and then vote for people that want to expand not just more taxes, but the IRS. Um, and, and we're, we're okay with that. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, you got it. Well, see, Bruce, let's, let's continue on here. Maybe, maybe there's something else in these last two points. Number two, boosted technology, right? So they're going to increase the technology level. They say that they've met their paperless processing initiative goal, which allows taxpayers to electronically upload and respond to all notices. So you see the paper backlogs have been reduced by more than 94%, according to the IRS. And um, they're going to reduce the number of errors and the storage costs, and they'll speed up processing times for the entire system as a whole. So by the start of the filing season this year, they say that taxpayers will be able to digitally file 20 or more forms, uh, including certain business forms. Yes. Uh, so they have the infrastructure to track every single one of your transactions digitally. Um, that's great. That's great because we need more oversight. See, that's what I've been saying all this time. We need more oversight over the individual person so we know they're not doing anything scummy, right? We, we need to make no. They need to get out of our business. It's none of their business. Uh, they shouldn't be increasing technology. Uh, okay, here's my problem with increasing the technology use that they're saying there. It opens the door for hackers to come in and steal your data, your information. Your tax returns, any of those kind of things. It just opens the door. Um, your ID. Oh, guess what? You, you know, identity theft. Yeah, you're, you're, you're screwed. You know, the more they do this, the the less secure we are and the more control that it, it gives the government because they're able to incorporate, well, uh, like a $600, um, you know, any kind of transaction you do. You see, Bruce, the government's going to keep all that information for you. And that's going to be part of your digital wallet anyway. So you don't have to worry about that. It's secure. They say so. Mm. They'll tell you. Mm. Number three, limited free direct file. This is a pilot. OK, this is a pilot program they're going to start. Uh, they say that they will prioritize a limited direct file pilot 
available to certain taxpayers in 13 states to file a federal return for free. Now, you see, it's not going to cost you anything to do that. The pilot is an opportunity to learn, according to Yellen. We'll test the taxpayer experience, technology, customer support, state integration, and fraud prevention, and then apply these insights as we consider scaling to more uses. I, I hate that phrasing. I, I really hate that phrasing. Customer support. Okay, think for, think for a minute, dear listener. What service does the IRS provide you that you consume? You are not their customer. They are not selling you a product. They are criminals stealing from you. They're extortion artists is what they are. Yes. And, and I don't like this other word that follows customer support. When you have customer support and state integration, that's a big problem. Yes, I, I agree. The, the two should be completely separate. State integration. All right. Uh, apparently, let, let's move over to the Israel-Gaza thing. The Palestinians have been holed up in these, these tunnel networks. And apparently the Israelis have been bombarding the hell out of these tunnel networks. Now, isn't this where they're said to have a lot of these hostages is, is down there? And they're, they're also, uh, I've heard they're also holding them in the tunnel systems underneath places like hospitals and schools and mosques Supposedly. or whatever. Supposedly... The, the the thing is, I'm not entirely sure. Have we seen any kind of video or not even video, no. live feeds of no. the hostages still being alive or their whereabouts or any, any you know, any? No. Um, no, we haven't. I'm not even sure the hostages are still alive. One, they're not, if they are still alive, I don't think they're even near Gaza right now. They're in another country, more than likely. Possibly Iran. That would be... Um, quite the kick. Move all the hostages there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They could be in the tunnels. That's that's very possible. I, I just don't know. I really... Because our government has done such a wonderful job. See, they do a fantastic job um, extorting the, the citizenry and triggering wars. But when it actually comes to protecting the citizenry, they flounder all the time. Case in point, uh, look at uh, Afghanistan. And that whole debacle, they're more interested and busy right now with charging January 6ers and finding domestic terrorists that are going to school board meetings than they are saving the hostages, Americans, American citizens um, from terrorists. Um, they take the time to, uh, God, what's the, there was a, there was a thwarted terrorist attack uh, in Texas here recently. This is this is the level of bending backwards that they're doing in this. Okay, I know I know we're talking about Gaza and all that, but this is a I think it was a um, I think this individual was a Palestinian uh, came here on a visa work visa. Yeah, I heard about they this. There was a dude. There was an article on this just the other day, and it like it was like two hours, and it was gone. Yeah, uh, they caught the dude. Right, he was his visa ended in 2019, I believe. Um, so he was here illegally. He was, um, getting, uh, involved with like-minded individuals, um, and into extremism. That's called terrorist. I, I, they, they skirt around this so much. And, and yet at the same time, they're inept at, I, I'm, I'm just, they hate us. They, they hate the average American. They being the government, the government hates us. All they're doing is trying to, uh, increase control over your life so that you can't do anything. And then when they do, when they're uh, called upon to do the things that you're, they're expected to do, like protect the border, protect uh, the American citizenry, you know, those kind of things. Um, what do they do? Nothing. 
I was going to say they put you on hold and tell you to wait for the best possible customer yes. service experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's that's exactly exactly it. And then you have uh, the wonderful wonderful Republicans of uh, states like Texas saying, uh, "Yeah, we'll use the National Guard to protect ourselves." Hmm. Where's the I National Guard seen- there? I haven't seen that. What Abbott said he was going to put the National Guard down there a year ago. I still haven't seen a single deployment. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen a deployment, nor have I seen um, really any kind of effort. I mean, they put up razor wire and they put yeah, up. Yeah, I've also I've mm-hmm. also seen yeah I've also seen Border Patrol go down there, or at least who we think is Border Patrol, and they'll go down there and they'll cut it. Yeah, um, I, I'm sorry, you would be at, at the very least arrested. Um, at the very least. Uh, and, and tried in, at, at the at the state level. Um, I don't care if you're a federal agent or not, that you, you do not have the right to go in and violate a state's um, sovereignty like that. Um, but yeah, you know. Yeah. So to, to, to get back to, I don't, I don't want to skirt too far because we were, we were talking about uh, Israel and that, that whole situation. Um, I honestly, in the media, there hasn't really been much talk about that around here. There hasn't been much, um, at least uh, it, it, not on the left, if you will. It's all been most mostly on the alternate media or mm. alt-right or right or whatever the hell the media calls uh, conservatives now. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that talk about it. Well, let's hear somebody who is not really talking about it. She is shouting about it and she's going to tell you how it's going to be. This is Representative uh, Ilhan Omar from the 5th District in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, just to remind people, this is also the same chick that married her brother. Yes. With that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I believe that she's uh, standing up here because what's her name? Talib was uh, Rashida Talib. She was censured. And yeah. uh, I believe she is Palestinian. Is she not? Or she's that? Is that where she comes from? Or is uh, associated? With, they're all associated with the Palestinian thing. So Yeah, they're all associated. Yeah. 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 But anyway, here's uh, here's Rep. Omar. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands, but will continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. General ladies, time has expired. the movement will continue for liberation until every single expired. has the right Ge- to Gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Liberation. You heard that? Yeah. Liberation. Liberation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I was muted and mouthing liberation uh, uh, since, since the listener can't see it. But uh, wrote, she's from Somalia. Yeah, she is. I was talking about Talib. Yeah. Oh, Talib. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, she is from. No, she's actually from Michigan. OK, well, either way. Very you still got the sympath- Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got the sympathetic, you know, card that's being played there. But um, yeah, uh, there, there you go. That was her on the House floor. Um, yeah, uh, true. It's kind of a shortcoming of mine. Uh, when when people start to shout like that and they start getting really animated and and I, I tend to just kind of glass gloss over and uh, yeah, I, I just kind of my face. I, I would have cut the uh, mic off. Kinda, you know, that's yeah, what I would have done. I, yeah, exactly. I would not last very long as a sound technician up there. I'd be muting people left and right for that kind of thing. Um, I know I can get very animated when it comes to talking and stuff. I, I have people around me uh, in my circles like tell me to like, it's okay. You, you don't have to talk so loud. And I, I really project my voice when I talk. But when you start seeing people like that shout and yell and and get i i just i don't care i i just gloss over it and i i just don't care 
so I did not catch much of what she was saying, the content of what she was saying, other than liberation and some of those things. Yes. Um, that, well, yeah, that was really all words. she was saying was liberation there. That, that's the only word you need. You need to hear that Marxist oh. buzzword. Yeah. And, and tens of thousands. They, she said tens, yes, of, tens thousands of thousands of the, yeah, were dying there. And part of, okay, bad me, but my, my, my initial thought was good. I mean, because the, the, the problem is, is if, okay, hear me out. If you're a law-abiding citizen there in the Gaza, okay, and you want peace and all of that, you don't want any of this war or any of the nonsense, then you heeded the hundreds of messages that um, Israel has sent out uh, across, like, the uh, uh, email. Um, it's been sent out through um, the cell phone service that's there. I mean, radio, all of that. They've said, if you're in the northern part of Gaza, leave and go to the southern part of Gaza. They have said that over and over and over again. If you're a law-abiding good citizen of Gaza in the northern part of Gaza right now, I'm sorry, you've been amply warned. So to her statement that thousands are dying there, good, because the good people should have already moved south, and the ones that are left there dying should be the terrorists. Well, there is that. that. That's... Um, yeah. Is there anybody calling for a ceasefire? No, no one's calling for a ceasefire. I did see that there was some. Well, we are. We're, we're are trying we? to strong arm Israel. Supposedly, that's what the media is saying, that we're trying to strong arm Israel. Are they saying into, OK, well, I've got Kirby. Uh, yeah. I've got Kirby here who says the White House is taking a different stance. But just to be clear, to kind of reset here, when we talk about a ceasefire, when you when you use that term, when that term is applied, a general ceasefire, it connotes um, a cessation of hostilities for an indefinite period with the purpose of finding an end to the conflict. Usually when you get into a ceasefire, it's when you think you're at the end game and it's time to negotiate, go to the table and brass tacks here, how are we gonna end this war? And we don't support that at this time. A, a ceasefire right now benefits Hamas. It certainly also legitimizes what Hamas started on October 7th. It, it would give them a, a, a propaganda win. They see, look, now there's a ceasefire, and so we're going to be an equal party to this, and um, and we have every this right stinks. to continue to stay uh, in governance in Gaza. And they don't, and they're not. Uh, so a ceasefire not only gives them time to plan and execute, but it, it legitimizes what they started on October 7th, and that's unacceptable acceptable to President Biden. It's certainly unacceptable, understandably so, to the Israeli people. A pause is, as I said, temporary, localized, specific purpose. That That is a load of yes. um, steaming, steaming bovine excrement. Bovine excrement, yes. Male bovine excrement. That is, no, that doesn't, there's something wrong here. Because first, their me first the messaging was, you guys need to have a ceasefire. That was the first messaging from the White House. Now the messaging is, Oh no, you shouldn't you shouldn't back down. No back down. Double down. You guys should war. Uh from a Democrat? War? Hmm. Something something is something smells off here. Something's off. Mm -hmm. So yeah. something's off. Here's my problem. I, I don't like agreeing with the the ruling regime. And I agree that on the surface, what we've been shown, what happened, what we've been shown, I think Israel should act. However, that's what we've been shown. What really happened? What really went? We need more information. I just, I don't think we have all the, the pieces of the no, puzzle. I still um, want to know what happened with the stand down. And yeah. I still, and I still, okay, so if you constitute the stand down, fine. Six hours to get to that border. No, I don't buy it. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't either. Uh, I, I I could like I said before, I can I can argue for the stand down. I could make an argument that because uh, that was Yom legit. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Because, yeah. Or, or whatever. Uh, it was, a the, feast the six hour. Because yeah. because of that. Yeah. But the six hour response time. Yeah, no. That, that's there's right. going to be somebody there. Isn't by the way, isn't Yom Kippur and Feast of Tabernacles aren't they the same thing? I'm getting uh, my Hebrew. I I think so. Uh, names yeah. mixed up with yeah. the English version of what? Yeah. Anyway. But yes, I still want to know. And then you've got Netanyahu coming out, giving an address saying, look, there's going to be a full investigation. I promise after. Uh, you can even hold me responsible because I need to be held responsible. But it's going to be after all that. That's the other thing that really stinks is that we have to act first. We have to act under emotion. We have to act first. That's where it's kind of like I still err on the side of Israel, any nation has the right to defend their border. That's just kind of like your sovereignty. You're a sovereign nation. You have the right to defend yourselves. Uh, that, that, that's kind of my base stance. This case, I'm just kind of like, some, something's up. Something's, this is also not fishy. A, yeah, but you know what, though? The, okay, so this took away from the Russia-Ukraine deal, right? The, the, yes. whole, the whole conflict there. Okay, so Russia got what they wanted there, right? I did say, and we've been saying for a long time, Russia's got to get out of Ukraine, and we didn't know how they were going to do it. But for all intents and purposes, there a moment. Yeah, this gives them some breathing room. Mm -hmm. But this one, this conflict with Israel and, and Gaza, this isn't an actual war. I don't care mm -hmm. what they're actually saying. I don't care what what Netanyahu and the rest of these guys are saying. This isn't an actual war with actual fighting armies. Yes, you've got the IDF, but those are those guys are more security forces than anything yeah. else on the border. Yeah. And Hamas, that's not an actual military. That's mm -hmm. just an armed group of thugs is all that yeah. is. Yeah. So, And then you've got these other proxies, Hezbollah uh, out of Lebanon that are funded by Iran. You've got the Houthis out of Yemen that are funded by, uh, also funded by Iran. And again, these are not actual armies. But if you look at the propaganda videos, that's exactly what they're portraying them as, is they're legitimate mm -hmm. armies. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I will give them a little credit and say they're as good of an army as a Middle Eastern rundown, still wipe your ass with your hand country is it that it's kind of the best they can come up with to be fair so i don't yeah i don't know i don't even know what to say to that i mean they're, they're know, bruce they're doing the best they can they're making their rockets out of drain pipes yeah. they're doing the best yeah, they that, can. That, that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm getting at they're doing the best they can so that's the best army they can muster right now so i mean they say they're an army the the thing is um to them they are an army to the, the, the jihadists. Let, let me see if I can find the one from the Houthi rebels out of Yemen, but go ahead. To, to them, they are the, um, it's not just freedom fighter. Uh, it's also the, the whole, like, depending on which part of Islam they're, uh, which denomination you want to call it, or, or um, sect, they're trying to bring about the Mahdi, which is, if you're a Christian, that's the Antichrist. But in their uh, religion, that is the, uh, we'll, we'll say, in times, if you will, that's when uh, war happens. It'll be the big, big final war to end all wars kind of a thing. And then um, their God comes down and uh, rules and reigns or whatever it is. So they're trying to bring that about. Yeah, I, I see. Now, see, Bruce, what I've got playing on screen here for the benefit of the listener. This is um, uh, this is a propaganda video put out by the Houthis in Yemen. Uh, and as you can clearly see there, uh, you see that because when we when we have a bunker like that, that's how we're going to mark it. Yeah, we're going to put a big old American flag out there like that. Yeah, that looked like a little bitty tiny bunker, too. The bunkers I've seen that we build in these countries are much larger and um, 
more fortified than just a little bit of sandbags with the American flag over the top. But it's all about imagery. That's all this you is. You see how imagery. they're portraying not... this. Yeah, you see how this is total propaganda, but you see how they're portraying this. And this is the same, like this is Hamas. This is, uh, of course, this is the Houthi. And you've got, this is Hez and Hezbollah. All their videos are about the same. They're, they're all yeah. pretty much put together by the same production staff. And you, you guys really brought it to those rocks out there on that mountainside. Um, you Man, you, they're just trembling in fear. It is laughable, isn't it? There is that. That's that's what's going on there. Um, so yeah, in with this part here, okay? Because we're talking about the uh, the war front. So let's discuss this. The Air Force has asked Congress to start protecting our nuclear launch sites. What they want now, which I, to be honest with you, I can't disagree with this. They want a two mile exclusion zone around every nuclear launch site we have. Yeah. the The problem is, is some of those nuclear launch sites are farmland around it. So you just there gonna, is that. Yeah. You're just going to go in and take over people's private property? Well, the um, point yeah, the point of this, well yeah, eminent domain, they would love a chance for them to do that. But the point of this is that if one of these I'll just say, you know, these balloons come flying over again, they want to be able to scramble and have it shot down and not have to wait. Yeah, so do you know how much of the US is not actually habitated where those balloons flew specifically? You could have shot down those balloons. Oh, wait, uh, hold on. I I'm forgetting a, a critical piece of information here. It had to travel across the Pacific to get here. Pacific. Largest ocean in the world that we maybe, have. Maybe, if, yeah. If an octopus belches in the Pacific, we've got so many listening posts out there that we're going to yes. know about it. Yes. So uh, I I'm sorry. Uh, were, we, were we so concerned about increasing the size of the, the garbage patch that they say is out there. Are we so concerned about increasing that that we didn't want to shoot it down there? We had to risk the, uh, lit literally risk lives here in the United States because, um, one, they missed when they tried to shoot one of them down. So that missile could have gone anywhere and killed someone. Just as dangerous as uh, the uh, balloon itself crashing down on someone. And then the other thing is, is what if the balloon was carrying something like a, a chemical-based agent or, um, you know, a disease or a nuclear weapon? Uh, none of that was really even talked about or proposed by the media, uh, pointed out. They let it travel across the entirety of the United States mainland without actually being shot down. And then when they finally did decide to shoot it down, they scattered the electronics, the, the base part of it, the spy... Uh, apparatus of it they scattered that across five miles of terrain uh instead water, of popping actually. a bloom well yeah water yeah thank you which made yeah, it even they, worse they, it was completely unrecoverable at that point yeah i mean you're gonna find bits and pieces of the you know solar panel or the uh you know skin of it like oh that's great yeah good job well done i it just the, the ineptitude of this is just yeah, it, or or being done on purpose. Now, there is another thing to this that we we've kind of glossed over and we haven't really discussed. There was something else shot down over Montana. If you recall, it was a news story. Tucker Carlson, when he was still on Fox News, it was a news story for about an hour and no one else touched it after that. And you could clearly see something crashing back down to Earth. Yeah. And nobody wants and to talk about that. No, one. Nobody wants to talk about that one. What was that? Could have been. Uh, now, this is, well, no, I think they would have come out and said this because they want us to look bad. I was going to say it could have been uh, blue on blue, but. Um, no, or, no, that would have been fire. No, they would have told other us people, about that. But, yeah, they would have told but, us that. Yeah, exactly. They would have said that because it would have made us look bad. So they definitely would have said something about that. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it was. That's the problem, though. 
because we have such great transparency. That's where the speculation of, oh, it was aliens. Oh, it was uh, uh, all different kinds of things, whatever you want to. We get conspiracy theories because the government doesn't it was tell the same us day as what it was. It was the same day within two hours of the sighting of the balloon. Yeah. So, I, I mean, logic says it was one of the balloons. Uh, but the, the thing is, is what was there? Why? What? Again, our aircraft nowadays, all of our aircraft have 20 to 30 millimeter auto cannons on there, right? They, they all have that nowadays uh, for military aircraft, more or less. Uh, all is um, too strong of a word, but you get what I'm saying. Most of our fighter, all of our fighter aircraft do, uh, they're armed. Why Actually, could you have not just used one round of that, just squeeze off one, one little rip, which is probably more like 10 rounds, and shot the balloon and, and, and kept it somewhat intact so we could look at the debris when it smashed into the ground. But no, I, I'm, it's, it's, this whole thing is very, very frustrating. Um, but I think that's intentional. I think this is, this is intentional to show China, hey, you guys could actually fly a balloon over because again, I think our, our, um, leadership is, uh, compromised. And then for the rest of us that are concerned about security of our borders, it, it frustrates us and it gets us to mistrust the government even more. So it's kind of a win-win in that sense. On that point, we were discussing in prep, China doesn't have time. You know, we, we were discussing kind of behind the scenes what we think is is on the horizon, you know, and it's not going to stop with Israel and Gaza. This will not stop there. They're going to expand on this. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it right now from what's going on behind the scenes, and what's being told to me behind the scenes. I'm just not going to get into it yet. But this is going to escalate. And I'm not talking about escalating within that region. It's going to escalate elsewhere. Now, that being the case, the purpose here is very clear. China intends to make a move. But can they? I think they're going to have to, whether they want to or not. And the reason being, they don't have time anymore. We are what? We're as officially right now at time of recording, we're less than 365 days from the 2024 presidential election, aren't we? We are less than yep. a year out from that. They have that amount of time to do something, is my guess. Because the old man in the office, right? The old ice cream eater, Lunchbox Joe, mm. he has to be in that office if they're going to do something. Or, yeah. or that ideally, if you're China, that's who you want in there. Ideally. Somebody's completely inept and it doesn't really matter. And then, of course, you've got, what's her name? Uh, Heels Up Harris, who's even more inept than him. So ideally, that's who you want. If not, you speculated it would be Gavin Newsom. They'll try and bring him in, which he was just in China last week, wasn't he? Yeah. So ideally, you want someone like him in. But that can't beat Trump. Believe me, I'm not I'm not a, a Trump guy, right? I, anybody's been listening. I'm not I'm not a Trump guy. Not this time. You could forget it. There's a lot that that guy's got to answer for that happened during COVID. I'm not going to get into it today. That has to be addressed. But Everybody in the U.S. on the, the, the conservative side or the, the Republican side, it is rah-rah MAGA again. So with that and this whole deal with him and this trial, that's just made him even more popular. Uh, I saw today that it, he actually he increased his wealth by 500 million today because of this trial. I don't see any kind of split within the, the whole Trump and, and MAGA movement or, or anything like that. Everybody's still on. And then you've got turning point. Don't get me started on these turning point morons. Then you've got turning point on top of that. Everybody's getting ready for the next high school pep rally. If you're China or Russia, you don't want a Donald Trump back in that White House. You don't. You want Joe Biden. You want Kamala Harris. You want Gavin Newsom. 
that's what you want. And we can talk about that Senate bill a little bit if you want, because I sure. think they're behind that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to throw out there as well. We, we, we kind of talked about some of the things that uh, China might try to do. Um, that actually is something that hasn't really been, we, we didn't really talk, we didn't go on this one at all um, in, in prep. And it just dawned on me that uh, this could easily be something that China does. If they need to make action, they like take action immediately. We just addressed it, what they did. They, they sent hot air balloons over, um, or well, technically weather they balloons. They could send 20 of them. Finger quotes. They could send 20 of them, um, 30 of them. Doesn't matter. Well, the thing is, is they could send 20 or 30 of them with a low yield nuclear device or uh, even you just only need having, one. You, only, yeah. you send a whole bunch as decoys, but you only need one, maybe two. And that's yeah. it. We would never know exactly. the difference. You, you, you wouldn't. It's just China doing another spy balloon thing. Um, and then pop, there, there goes the power um, in a major city. And now America is focused on, well, now we got to, you know, fix this and rebuild whatever. Um, or for that matter, you maybe even not even a, a, a nuclear device in the sense of like an EMP, but a nuclear device in the traditional sense. And they slide over a city and drop it literally and, and, um, create another Hiroshima or Nagasaki, uh, event. And then they could say, oh, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. Now everybody knows it was you because we tracked the balloons from China. So I don't know, maybe launch them from North Korea or something like that, or go out into the ocean and launch them from the ocean and say, oh no, it was terrorists. Or have a bunch of terrorists uh, just kind of accidentally lose some of that uh, fizzle material that, uh, you know, in that reactor that has a leak there. Uh, yeah, just lose some of that fizzle material to uh, some terrorists that are coming across yeah. the border. Just, you know, the Taishan reactor, you mean the one that's actually leaking, but they say, well, no, it's not leaking because they raised the level of what the radiation output is. Yeah. What, what the allowed amount. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, comrade, that that reactor's not leaking. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's not without. Uh, it's not outside of the safe limits. We just raise the limits. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly safe. No problem at all. None whatsoever. As a matter of fact, you can get that deluxe holiday weekend right there at that beach resort just across the bay from it. Yeah. What was the uh, Chernobyl? Um, not good, but not terrible, or whatever it was. Not or whatever those the Something phrase like was. That, that lovely, yeah. that lovely not glow great, of not green. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the guy immediately pukes on the table because uh, radiation poisoning. Yeah. 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 So, no, I could see all of that being a possibility if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I believe, and, and it was kind of what we were going back to, you know, how we were looking at spies and how they use them. And if you couple that with what I believe is going on with what Viktor Suvorov wrote about in the book Spetsnaz, you're going to have a period of time called the Gray Terror. And it's going to be, because I, I believe we're in the overture right now, uh, if you don't believe that, well, take a look at what just happened down in... Uh, uh, in Texas to that oil refinery, along with all the other things like train derailments and food processing plants and wildfires, because this is their MO. This is what they do. He wrote about it. Uh, in 1987, he wrote about it. So next we hit the Gray Terror. The Gray Terror is a group of uh, terrorists that will be named, that will carry out terrorist attacks, that will claim responsibility, but they will in no way be connected to Russia or China. No way at all, at least not on the surface. But if you look at where these people get trained, they get trained in these countries. So you're going to have these attacks. It's it's going to happen, at least I, from what from what my research shows me. And I, I tend to believe because the guy's batting a thousand right now. From what my research tells me, that's coming. We're still in the overture, what he called the overture, which is you're going to see these types of sabotage things. You're going to see these types of sabotage events to critical infrastructure. And you're also going to see the sabotaging of our political officials. 
Speaking of that, there was a safe in the office of the German chancellor that was broken into a couple of days ago. Some laptops were stolen. And on those laptops were 700,000 private emails that involved party business. What do you think that information is going to be used for? Nothing nefarious, of course. No, of course not. Yeah. And they're, it's hmm. not like they would be doing anything nefarious in those emails. You know, forget using them that way. But yeah, there, there's no way. But you see my point. So they will dump all of this at the given time. And then you will have the Great Terror event follow after that. Right. So and it will come from these groups that are named. The reason that it will come from the, the groups that are not connected to Russia or China is because that will give them the diversion that they need to create the surprise of whatever they're going to do. So they need time to do that. They're running out of it quick. So they've got to make a move. And we also talked about other possibilities. Um, if you want to know those, well, uh, bummer, you're going to have to subscribe to hear the rest of them in the uh, prep session. So, Well, there is a 30-day free trial period. You can check that out. That's um, true. Senate Bill 686. We'll, we'll end on this one. Senate Bill 686. This, this is, I, I don't even know what to say to this. This is insane. Somebody brought this to my attention on Monday. This is basically what Senate Bill 686 is. And they, they've cleverly camouflaged it. And Bruce will explain that part of it. In a nutshell, what this does, this gives unprecedented power to the Senate Intelligence Committee. This allows them to cut the executive out of classified intelligence briefings. And that includes JSOC. So nobody at the executive level will have access to classified information. Explain to me how this is even legal, somebody, because correct me if I'm wrong. If the United States in any way, shape or form is in a declared war by the Congress, which is how it's supposed to be, not by the executive, but by the Congress, if we're in a declared war legally from Congress at that point, per our Constitution, the commander in chief is the president of the United States. And correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe that is the only time he is considered the commander in chief is during a time of declared war. So you're going to say that if we happen to have a declared war because, well, nobody seems to be talking anybody down here, do we? And if you turn on any of the uh, the mainstream news networks, my God, all they're doing is saying World War Three, World War Three, World War Three, World War Three draft, World War Three. That's all they're saying. It's like they're, they're talking about it like it's it's Monday night football scores or something. So if we go into a declared war, the commander in chief and the Joint Chiefs don't have access to classified information. That resides with, with 18 senators, 18 to 20 senators. Something on this one smells really, really bad, really bad. And again, I believe if you look at the, the Senate campaigns, I do believe that a lot of their money comes from China and a lot of their staffers, a lot of their staffers, as exposed by uh, the National Pulse with uh, what's, her, uh, what's his name, Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters. They did a lot of exposés on a lot of U.S. senators, staffers and a lot of congressmen, staffers that took these trips, these all expenses paid trips to China to go on one of their friendship tours or whatever it was. Basically, that's a way for them to indoctrinate them and turn them into their agents on our side and give them information in the interest of friendship, of course, of course. So we're going to turn over all class of, uh, not just classified information. We're going to turn over all control of intelligence over to 18 to 20 senators and their staffers who could be wholly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. I don't think so. I really don't think so. You pulled the bill. I did. Uh, the bill is called um, Restrict Act. 
the act basically uh, it does everything you're saying. It gives uh, it also on top of that gives the uh, DNI basically they can they can declare adversaries on a whim, uh, any nation on a whim. They can then remove adversarial status on a whim um, uh, with counsel from from others if if they so choose. Um, it also gives access to the. Um, what was it? Secretary of Commerce or something like that? Yes. Whatever. I Secretary think it's the. Of Commerce, uh, yeah. yeah. It gives them access to things like uh, TikTok or um, uh, any online transaction that you have at all. So let's say, um, let's say Johnny and I do a transaction. They have access to that. It, they don't even need a warrant, really, to have access to that. There, there is no kind of. This is all for security, right? They're, they're trying to curb misinformation, disinformation, those kind of things. And in reality, it just gives them more control over, well, everything. I mean, everything digital. No, this is, this is the Patriot Act, uh, but for the digital world. And um, it would give unprecedented control. Uh, God, I hate that word, but everything that's happened in the last uh, three to five years has been unprecedented. It, it, it gives them all kinds of control. And um, by the way, uh, go look that up. Uh, the uh, Restrict Act or um, Senate Bill uh, 686. It uh, is only 55 pages long. And when you get past the uh, the initial verbiage and uh, references and all that kind of stuff that they uh, always do, that makes up like 20 pages of their bills usually, you then can get into the meat of that. And it's a fairly short read, you know, straightforward. Remember legalese, um, don't take it in the best light that you can think of. You know, you read it, that, that, that's something you, um, kind of a, a trick with um, uh, reading these bills is don't think, oh yeah, this is, this is uh, going to benefit me. This is going to be, no, expect the worst. Look at the worst way you could use the, the, the language. Look at the worst way and, and read through that yourself. Um, inform yourself on this stuff. Uh, because it is a pretty atrocious. Um, like I said, again, this is Patriot Act 2.0. Do you have anything else today? Uh, since we were talking about Senate bill and all that kind of stuff, um, we just kind of a reference. You probably, if you're in the if you're in the media or watching the news or any of those kind of things, you've probably already seen locally that uh, you know they, there was a few elections and those kind of things that went on and blah blah blah. And that, uh, uh, yeah, there was a few losses that we had. Um, um, you know, like, um, uh, Democrats, uh, took the Virginia legislature, um, uh, Ohio as an example, their abortion and marijuana bills both passed, um, basically making abortion constitutional there in Ohio and marijuana usage is, um, basically recreational. It's completely legalized. Bashir won Kentucky. Um, I still don't know how. He, I don't know how him and Murphy survived. I don't know how. No, I I, I don't understand that one. Um, we did have a win in Mississippi, but you know whatever. I I don't know much about uh, Tate Reeves. I think they've been pretty decent. Uh, New Jersey, all 120 seats were up for re-election. All lost to Democrats. Um, yeah, I need to see the record on that one. Um, yeah, but other than that, um. Uh, oh, yeah, there was also some problems. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania County specifically, the voting machines, they were having a problem with the uh, you would you would cast a vote and it was flipping your vote to um, the opposite candidate. 
I heard about that uh, on, this morning. On, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem at all or anything. That shouldn't. Yeah, don't worry about it. It it just it's just a, a bug. Uh, you know, it's just it just happens. You know, that, that, that using technology and everything. That's that. It's just nothing to worry about. It's not election fortifying or anything. Or our our our, our election systems are completely safe and secure. Um. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to see here. Integrity is um, as high as it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's heavily fortified. We're we're safe and secure. Um, no, other than that, um, good job, guys. Um, good 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 wins there in Ohio. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say that I'm quite disappointed, and I and I don't know how that I don't know how that passed in Ohio. I I don't understand how that passed. If you if you look at okay, if you even take the cities, right? If you take uh, Columbus, you take Canton, Toledo, Cleveland, Cincy. All right, you, you take these areas. Okay, granted, blue, but the rest of the state, yeah. just like Kentucky, is hemorrhaging. So here's here's the caveat: you have to look at the bill. Um, obviously, I, I'm not from Ohio, so I don't know what what the wordage was. But uh, the way they describe it, um, I've heard uh, from people from that have said that um, basically it's you know how they say um, abortion. They don't say they don't come out and say abortion, right? They they come out and say um, reproductive health yes. um, or contraceptives or um, care after miscarriage, you know, those kind of things. It, it, that's how it's worded. So it really depends on how it was worded there in that little explanation. Uh, so the uh, low information voter may have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, healthcare, That's good. Yeah, uh, I think I think we should have health care for for moms. Yeah. And voted yes. So it could have been something as simple as that. If. You're that low information in this day and age. You shouldn't even be allowed to vote. You know, I was on board with the whole idea of like, you're an American citizen. You should get the right to vote. Now I'm kind of on the opposite. And I'm just kind of like, maybe you need to be a landowner. Uh, Maybe you need to be paying taxes. Maybe you need to be like 40 years old or something or 35 uh, before you're allowed to vote because um, this is ridiculous. Um, I'm just, what's the, what's the line from uh, men in black? Um, uh, the individual might be intelligent or whatever, but people are stupid. You get them in a crowd, they're stupid. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, this book actually right here uh, called The Crowd by uh, Gustave Le Bon. We were uh, actually, you and I were talking about this privately last week, mm-hmm. and it was written in 1896. Human condition, it's still the same. Yeah. You know, people look at well, me and they're like, oh, that book, yeah, we've changed a lot since 1896. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we haven't. We haven't. No, nope, you, have you, you look at you look at the Bible and look at stuff that's happened in the Old Testament way back in the day and the problems they were having. What do you think the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah were back in the day before it was turned into a crater? What do you think their sins were? What, what Was it a stealing or, or something trivial in, in, in today's sense? No, no, it's, it's the same stuff. Nothing new under the sun. It's the same stuff we're dealing with now. Yep, certainly are. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. It's been a great conversation, my friend. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.